If you've got big dreams in motorsport, but you're nowhere near them, this episode is for you. Hello, it's Enzo Mucci and welcome to episode number 10, Double Figures, of the Race Driver Coach Show. And this one is a big one, again, because it talks to the people that are desperately trying to achieve something big in motorsport, but it's just not happening. You know, when you've got this big goal, this huge dream, and you want to be a, a professional race driver, a world champion of some sort, but the dream's there. The problem is it's you're here. And this isn't getting any closer, and it's not getting there quick enough. You're stuck in this area. You're stuck in a place where you're thinking, what else can I do? Why is it not happening? Who can I talk to? What else can I learn? I don't seem to be getting where I want to get, and it's killing me. There's tons of you out there. I was there before, still am. We've all got goals that are not happening quick enough, or we're not getting there quick enough. But I want to focus today on that specific area when you're at the beginning. You're at the beginning of this journey, even if you've been there for years, you're here for two, three, five, ten years, and you're still no closer, then you're still at the beginning of the journey. Whether you like it or not, no matter how long you've been there, if you've not advanced towards that goal as much as you'd like, you're still at the starting blocks. And I wanna help you just through this one episode, it's a big thing to say, big statement, just this one episode, I wanna help you move off that first block and start the ball rolling so you start to get to where you want to get faster. Because there's too many of us just looking at the dream, thinking how great it will be, taking a little bit of action, but not really getting there. But life is carrying on, it's passing us by because we're sitting here just thinking of what could be, what can I do, but externally, we're not getting there. Mentally we might be, but externally, physically, reality, we're not getting there. I wanna to talk to you if you're in that position. And this all came by one question from Max who emailed me, thank you Max, from this one question that sort of points at, you know, how can I be a race driver? Even though I've been trying for years, how can I be? Well, let's just see the question. The question is this. I've been trying to become a full-time race driver for three years now, and I still haven't managed to do it. What would be your top tip for me? As you can imagine, I need a bit more context than that because it's a bit of a global question. Just give me one tip that helps me and I don't know anything about him or what he's done or what his goals are. So I emailed Max back and kindly, you got back to me and then we got a conversation going so I got more of an idea of what the best tip would be for Max and actually from a lot of people out there, a lot of drivers that are also trying to make a career as a race driver or trying to become a race driver and they want to make it a profession, not just a pastime, but something that they do for a living to become a professional race driver. Now we're taking on a different round because this is getting serious. And one thing that I noticed or Max told me was that he was aiming to become a champion of a very main championship, which would pretty much make him world champion, almost. and he wanted to go on the first rung of the ladder. And that first rung of the ladder, which was a mainstream championship, would cost around 200,000 pounds, $250,000 or something like that. A lot of money. Now this is somebody, also I needed to find out, this is somebody who hasn't raced cars yet. So it would be his first year. Done some karting, 
had a bit of success in karting, congratulations, but now you're moving to cars. This is where it gets a bit different. And you're aiming for something that's gonna cost 200 grand or 250 grand. And you haven't got any money or very little. Nowhere near that amount. So what he's done, he spent the last three years trying to get sponsorship, trying to get help from teams, pulling every string he can to get on that grid, to get on the first rung of the ladder of the mainstream championship that costs a fortune. And you're going up against drivers that have been around for some time, great pedigree in karting, lots of money, lots of testing, and he's aiming to take them on for his first year and just eke somehow the money together. Now, if this sounds familiar, if this sounds like you, then I've got some advice. The big top tip that Max has asked for is dream big, start small. I want to repeat that. Dream big, start small. That's the best tip I can give so many of you out there that are starting from a base where it's nowhere near the bottom rung of the ladder as you see. You still want to aim for a championship that costs a fortune, but you've got no results and you've got no sponsorship. Wake up, give yourself a slap around the face and say, hang on, I've got to take smaller steps to start with. Why? This is what's happening, right? You get out of karting or you want to become a driver. You see the mainstream championship. It could be Formula Renault, USF 2000, an expensive one, right? That's on TV. And you think that should be my first step. I haven't got the money. I haven't got the experience. I don't know anyone in the sport, really in the car racing world, but that should be my first step. Somehow I will find the 200, 300 grand needed to be in that championship from zero. No, you won't. If you haven't got somebody wanting to give you that cash or a team offering you some kind of free deal and you haven't got the money, it's not going to happen. Start small. Okay, you can have this big dream, no problem. We need the North Star pulling us, motivating us. That's what I want out of my life in the end in the next 20 years, 10 years, 15 years. But now we've got to get practical. You've got to reverse engineer that to right to where you are now and say, this is how we're going to do it step by step this year what's achievable i think that 200 300 grand to get in that first championship is a stupid goal you're never gonna do that you can't offer a company a sponsor any value whatsoever okay you can get them on tv and all that on that championship but that value i hate to say the media value of having a sticker on your car if it's on live tv whatever it will not be 200 grand I hate to say it, it'd probably be worth 40 grand, right? For a company. If you've got somebody to value, the media value of being on TV, it's nowhere near that 200 grand. So you're not gonna be able to sell it. Not without making contacts, not without having your own list of results that you've done before. You know, no history. You're just coming into a race and expecting to somebody, a company owner, to say, right, here's my after-tax money, or before tax, doesn't matter, 200 grand of it, that's my child's inheritance there, there you go, go and have fun and just try and promote my company. That is not going to happen. So if you're in a position where you can't afford that first rung of the mainstream ladder, then it's time to be humble, to say, okay, how can I make that first rung of the ladder my goal in two or three years' time? Let's break it down. Let's go for a championship. Forget what I think I deserve to be driving. Screw that. You can't have a big head. You can't have any ego when you're doing this. When you're going for a professional career, you've got to eat dirt. You've got to be prepared to eat dirt for a few years before you start to get to where you really want to get. 
all right? This is just the, the laws of success. You've got to, you've got to work the mill. So if you go for a championship, I want you to go for a championship that's smaller, that's manageable, that you could actually get the money for. You could get a job, you could get small sponsors, you could get sponsors just supplying things, you could get some favours from people, you could work for the race team to knock the bill down. All these little tricks you can do, not tricks, but it's just a way of getting in the car, to eke your way through a year. Now just take a look, this is an example, right? Instead of Max, instead of you going for this championship that costs way more than you could ever imagine, it's like 20 times the amount of money you've got now. Look at this, just for an example. This is the Mazda MX-5 Super Cup in England. I know you're not from England, Max, but this is just an example. You will have plenty of examples like this in your, com in your country. Now look at this. Budget, 16.6. Okay, probably be a little bit more because you'd have a bit more crash damage or something that's not in here. But 16.6. Maybe it's 20. Maybe it's 25. But just think to yourself, that's more manageable. Okay, it's not sexy, it's not the championship you wanted to be in, but it's going to be your bridge to that championship. There's plenty out there, not just this MX-5, but just imagine what that does, right? Say if you do do that championship, you think, okay, I've got to get, let's just say 20 grand. I can get lots of sponsors or give him 500. A few of them give him 1,000. Maybe I could get a sponsor to buy the race car, this MX-5 race car, and then the sponsor could actually drive it themselves now and then. It would be their car. They could sell it at the end of the season and get their money back. So they're not really losing anything. But they're getting all the promotion, all the sponsorship, pretty much for free, just by buying the car or promote their company for the year. They get to keep the car. They can do track days in the car. I can teach them how to race in this car that I race on a track day. They'll love it. I'm sure there's people out there you could find to do that. That's just an idea as well. Then you get people to supply the tires. You get other sponsors to supply just the fuel, just the insurance, the transport, the race trailer that you take, that you get the car to the track too, to pay for the race team as well. All these little sponsors come in together and maybe you get a job. <laughs> maybe you get a job, some of your wage goes towards the racing. You get a favor from a race team. Somehow, I am sure if you put your mind to it, you can get through a 20 grand weekend or season, sorry, and just make things work and get through the season. And what will you, what else will you do, right? So you do that. All of a sudden, you started to learn how to attract sponsors, to look after sponsors, to network them. So maybe one, this sponsor can do business with this one. Brilliant. You're starting to learn now how sponsorship works. And then when you want to do year two, maybe it's the same championship or a slightly more expensive one. Maybe it's double the price, but it's slightly more of a prestigious championship. You take the same sponsors, you offer them more uh, value because it's a bigger championship, but you just ask them for a little bit more. You turn it up a little bit more. And because you've done such a good job and because they love your story, they're going to say, yeah, we'll join you for the next year. And actually, there's another one of our suppliers that would like to join as well. Now you start to get momentum going. Okay, you're doing championships that you don't really want to do, but you're building the foundation. You're starting to make relationships in the sport. And guess what? Your driving is improving. It's a completely different car to what you want to race in the end, but still, you're learning racecraft even more. You know what to do in different conditions and different tires. You're learning how to race. You're getting quicker. Believe me, someone who's learned in a smaller car can still be very fast in a big single-seater car. No doubt about it.
people have had to do this. But it's a lot better to do this, to spend a year, two years, three years racing in championships that you don't really want to be in, but you're building up your knowledge, you're building up your contacts, you're, making, you're getting to meet people, right? In the industry, you're getting to learn all the circuits. There's no minus. It's either that, or you sit at home dreaming about this expensive championship, this first rung of the ladder, this cool championship to be in. But you, you just sat at home and you, you keep failing because no one's giving you sponsorship for it. Whereas, if you was a parallel life of somebody who did, another you, who did do these smaller championships and got some race wins, so now they've got a good CV, just imagine how ahead they'll be. They'll meet somebody who can open the door to this first rung of the ladder a lot better than if you were just staying at home, wishing and failing to get the money for that championship. This, Max, and everybody out there, listen to me now. If you haven't got the money to race, then you have to do it in a strategic way. Just like anything else you're trying to achieve in life, you have to do it small, bit by bit, and that's the way to succeed. It's exactly what I did. I could, I, look, I was delivering pizzas. I was also working in a factory. I had no education, really, because I just bummed school off because I wanted to be this race driver. Great one, Enzo. Okay, I went to college and did mechanics course, things like that. But I haven't had no money, had no results, no heritage in motorsport. The family didn't really want me to do it. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Get a job. Don't be a race driver. That's never going to happen. But I thought to myself, okay, and I'd live that life for a bit. I got to 19 years old. I was like, nah, I can't put this to bed. I desperately want to be a race driver. It's more, it's a, I don't care about anything else. I just want to be that. How can I do it? Started to ask different questions now. Instead of looking at the autosport, there's always a magazine back then, or looking at the autosport and thinking, oh, you bastard, I deserve to be there. I'll beat your ass, even though I've got no reason to say that because they've been racing for years, I haven't. I deserve it more than you and getting bitter. I was like, actually, how can I do this? And I started to look at the different pages in autosport, the pages that are like the classifieds, race cars for sale, thinking, okay, there's a Fiat Uno there. I could buy that for 2000 That's doable. could buy it for 2000 and race it. And then I got a bit further and saw Formula Ford. Oh, it's an old car. It was like three and a half, four thousand. I can't remember now. And I, did, I got a bank loan. Don't do this, by the way. I got a bank loan and bought that car because I thought, oh, I'll sell it at the end of the year. And then I eked, like I said, I eked my way through the year. Got a few good results. Finished 10th in the championship or something like that. Got some sponsors on the side. Attracted sponsors and supply sponsors. It was going well. Getting some local press after every single race meeting. Beautiful. It was very low. Not on TV. Just like a pre-90 championship. Formula Ford. It, there was a, a big field. And I was learning the craft. I was learning everything in one year. Interestingly, near the end of the year, I then got another team owner of another car saying I like the way you drive I'm going to run you for less than you run yourself this year but we're going to win can't pass up that deal so then I stayed in the same championship different class but same championship and we won the championship the next year and then things started to grow from there never did I think when I first started to dream about racing that I'd be racing in these bumhole circuits with no spectators but it got me on the ladder I'm a working class kid, delivering pizzas, working in an off, uh, sorry, working in a factory, putting glove boxes in dashboards for a living, night shift. What chance have you got of being a race driver? 
I don't know, but I managed it. I managed to win a championship in year two, and it was because of this. Don't think of what everyone else is doing. Let's start step by step. Dream big, fine, but start small. Get your foot on the ladder in your way, in the most inexpensive way. Learn the industry, make contacts, and then the momentum starts to build, and before you know it, Three, four years down the road, you're starting to talk to the big boys and you've got sponsors with you, PR company with you, a manager helping you and all this did happen. I would never have thought that when I was taking a bank loan of money I have. I don't know why they gave me a bank loan, by the way. I couldn't really prove my, my earnings were good enough, but they gave it me and I did sell that car at the end of the year. The first year I sold that Formula Ford car and I made a profit. Bought it for three and a half or something. I remember I made a grand on it. That's quite a big jump. Polished it up, cleaned it up, set it up, got a few good results, sold it for more. And that other deal came where they ran me for less money than I paid in the second year. And we won the championship. That's the sort of thinking I want to get you on right now. I think you can relate to this and pretty much guess that this isn't just for race drivers. This is for everybody. No matter what you're trying to achieve in life. If it's a big thing in life that you're trying to achieve, start small. Start with just the little bits you can do because you never know where it goes. Like if you, even if you want to be a stand-up comedian, yeah, you see yourself, oh, I've sold out Wembley Stadium. They're all there for me. That's my dream. Now I've just got to go to the big gigs and then try and just talk for half an hour and make people laugh. No. First, you've got to do the free ones. You've got to do the open mic nights and do them till you can't do any more. You can't fit any more in in a month. Virtually every night you're somewhere telling jokes. You're somewhere, and you're doing it for free. And you've probably got like seven people in the audience. You do them gigs first. You do them gigs to again, get yourself on the circuit, the comedy circuit, to get experience, to come up with jokes, to try things, to see how to influence an audience. That's where you learn. You learn in the small areas. You make mistakes in the small areas. Same with race drivers, same with anything that you're trying to achieve. If you've got big dreams, start small and start them right away. Nothing is, even if you wanna be a public speaker, then you do all the gigs you can free of charge to start with. You get your craft down. Does this make sense? Because I want you, because people are trying to run too fast. And then when they do get this, like just say this now, you've got no experience. Somehow, by pure coincidence, someone comes along and says, you know what, I fancy drive, um, sponsoring a race driver. You want to be a race driver. Here's 200K. And then you get into that championship. But you've got no racing experience. You are going to get your ass kicked. You'll probably choose the wrong team. The team that can't win because they're just not good enough yet or they rip you off. And your skills are not going to be there. So the one chance you get, you'll screw it up. You won't be fast enough. You will not be winning, I guarantee. Because there's drivers there that have been testing like mad. They've got this craft down. They've got the best setup for each circuit, the baseline. They're going to destroy you. So you've got to learn the craft. So going to a small championship, becoming the best driver and winning at them levels and then being promoted through the system is a lot better way. And believe me, if a manager sees you, sees you winning at low level, he or she will think they've found somebody, the, the next best secret, and they'll want to help you. Now we're talking, this is the way to do it. So don't get big headed and think, I deserve to be in this championship, which costs too much money. Instead, be more humble. Think of the long game. What do I need? I've got to learn the craft. 
I've got to learn how to attract sponsors. I've got to learn how to look after them and to get them to network with each other. So then they want to move up and deliver on what I'm promising them. Do that in the smaller formulas. Get it down. Get your business model down, your racing model down. Know how to do it. Overtaking the whole lot. Wet, dry driving, slicks, non-slicks. Learn all of this stuff in the most cost-effective way. Build up. Get the momentum going. Then move up to that 200 grand championship. There's no rush. There is no rush. If you lose three years, lose. If you invest three years in a championship that's below what you think you deserve and where you think your level is, but you learn all that stuff and you get sponsors to come with you, that's three years well spent. It's better doing that than being like you have the last three years just wishing you would be a race driver and looking and being jealous of all them drivers up there, knowing that you should be there and not them. Don't fall for that trap anymore. Get busy. Get busy racing anything you can do. Go work at a race school so you're behind the wheel more often. Do anything you can to get behind as many cars as you can. Behind the wheel, sorry, in each car that you can touch. Do this. Do this. Get, make it economical. Look for a championship that is doable. You think, if I get a job, a certain job that can pay towards this, if I can just make this much time because the race calendar is this, if I can just get a sponsor for all these different areas that supply me parts, and I do deals with people, get favours, get somebody to maybe buy half or whole car, and they can sell it at the end of the year, then I can do this. I can just about eke my way through this championship. And you watch what happens the second year. You'll automatically fall into it, make contacts that will make the second year a lot easier. Start small. Remember, dream big, start small. Do this and I promise you'll stand much more of a chance of succeeding. Let me know how you get on.